What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies. And the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus. So if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews. So check it out. Enjoy the repository. And for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Morgan Glant, who's the founder of Operand. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Uh, It's great. Happy to be here. Yeah, excited to have you on and learn more about what you're working on. For people that haven't heard of Operand, what is it? What are you working on? Yeah, I mean, in general, essentially, it's a a next generation personal virtual assistant. it's just kind of like Siri or Alexa, but way, way better. It's kind of the next generation, right? Um, so, I mean, if you think about kind of what Siri and Alexa do, right? Um, they act as sort of a shortcut uh, to kind of existing functionality. So if you wanted to send a message to your dad, you just, you could, you, hey, you can use Siri and just tell him to do that. Or you could just use your phone and just it's like two clicks away. Um, and I mean, that's obviously like a waste of potential uh, for virtual assistant technology in general. Uh, there's so much more that can be done with um, virtual assistants. I think, and I think that direction in general is gonna be really, really hot in the next couple of years. Um, and Operand is kind of the first stepping stone to that. And I'd love to hear, you know, there, there's a million things you could be working on. Why, why specifically this market? Why this company? You know, what's the origin story here? Well, okay, there's kind of two stories here. I'll start with the first one and then we can go to the kind of more direct one. Um, kind of thinking back, I mean, I kind of grew up in like the science fiction, um, like obsession with that kind of stuff, like old school Star Trek, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Iron Man, all these kind of foundational um, movies and TV shows that kind of laid the groundwork for virtual assistants in general and got me interested in general in them. Um, so for instance, Marvin from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, one of the best characters probably ever. Um, and I think they just kind of laid the groundwork for kind of this idea of in a futuristic society, how do we talk to computers? How do we interface with computers? And if we kind of put aside the brain computer interface stuff for now, um, a natural language UI or some sort of virtual assistant is probably a, a close second to that. Um, so that's kind of the, how I got interested in virtual assistants is basically pop culture and in general movies. Um, the next story, the actual founding of Operand was a little weird. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really weird. Uh, so I had, met a, I had met a really good friend of mine um, and he was showing me that he uses a Siri shortcut on his phone to log these basically journal entries of his day. So it's, he does a text log and he publishes them online. Um, and he was showing me this and we were having dinner. Um, and I really liked the idea. I thought that was really cool to kind of share 
what you were working on or what you're doing during the day with other people online. It was kind of the reminiscent of the early kind of 2000s live journal days, which is the precursor to Twitter, um, where it's kind of personal blogging. So I got me interested in that. So I started doing that for a while. Um, and he still likes to joke that, uh, that, that he basically wrote the first version of Operand, which he has some truth to it, to be honest. Um, so kind of from there, I started doing it and I started publishing uh, these kind of daily logs. I think I have like over 800 of them now um, published online kind of throughout the last couple of months. Um, and I made the mistake of sharing the link with my parents. <laughs> uh, so I started kind of receiving these like periodic, but quite unsolicited piece of advice from my parents. Um, and obviously like I worked pretty hard to kind of show that I didn't, didn't really like it very much, but it was really interesting kind of, kind of see like taking a step back, like having someone to kind of like be there and kind of be this guardian angel kind of figure, um, having access to kind of these kind of raw unfiltered thoughts and events from what I was doing every day. And I guess that's kind of how Operant started. Um, I just kind of took that and then linked it to kind of the virtual assistant interest that I've had for a while. Um, and yeah. So kind of walk me through your, your plans, not necessarily like the big vision yet, but like, you know, for people listening, what are some things that, that someone will, will be able to, or can, can do with Operand? Uh, maybe some, like, cause I think with Alexa, the things that I think of like, oh, you can tell it to play music and you can, I don't, I don't you can tell it to, you know, call someone or something. So what are the, what, what would you say would be like the equivalents for you and like what some of the functions could be? Sure. Um, so Operator is kind of like taking a different approach from virtual traditional assistance. It's kind of, I, I explain it kind of as a, as a 180. Um, so it's, it's mostly proactive. It's not really reactive at this point. Um, so the main focus has basically been right now, at least giving it a bunch of data to work with. So kind of in layman's terms, the big plan here is to have a user um, share a bunch of data about themselves with the assistant. And then the assistant kind of proactively works to make suggestions and kind of becomes this guardian angel figure. Um, so for example, we already have text logs, obviously. Uh, that's that's number one. Um, we have GPS data. So actually, I right now literally share my location every five minutes online. I post it publicly. Um, financials is actually coming today or tomorrow, which I'm really excited about. Um, but in general, then what you do is that once you have all that bunch of data, then you can start actually doing these kind of real-time analytics side of things. And that's where the actual assistant comes in, where you have a bunch of data streams about people, about what they do during the day. And then you can look for patterns. You can find correlations. You can find these little insights that maybe you wouldn't find normally if you were looking at it from kind of your own perspective. And interestingly enough, this is actually the thing I'm most excited about. Um, is that as you add more and more data sources, the actual opportunity for automation increases exponentially because you can actually then correlate between different data sources and you can do that on a basically a larger end. Um, that's the most exciting part. So for, for example, the assistant could help you formulate your shopping list by not only considering your kind of dietary needs, but also your financials, your exercise regimen, all that kind of stuff can be considered in every single sort of feature. 
So you, a little earlier, you dropped the word, which I want to bring back, which is, you know, uh, what is it? R r r machine brain, brain machine interfaces or r something, something along those lines. Um, I'm super interested in this. I've interviewed a couple of companies in this space and, you know, including Elon, just kidding. I haven't interviewed Elon yet. But, <laughs> that would be the dream right there. Uh, yeah. That would be the dream. Um, I think I bet it'll, it'll happen within two years. We'll, we'll come back to this, to the, to this episode. Check. But, um, you know, what, how do you look at brain machine interfaces? Do you see the an intersection with what you're doing? And uh, I just love to get a little bit of your, your your kind of an idea of how you think about brain machine interfaces as as you do strategy for uh, for Operand. Yeah, I mean, I think I think officially, I mean, brain machine interfaces. I think for now, at least, um, I, I'm a big huge fan of Neuralink, for instance, and that's just a precursor, I guess, but. For now, I think they're really going to be only limited to medical applications. So doing things, um, essentially curing neurological disorders. Um, however, I think that it's really exciting when that sort of technology gets opened up and you can start to actually interface with machines much more intelligently, I guess, uh, with just your brain. So that's when things get really interesting. Because right now, basically, you're limited by your keyboard or uh, in the case of virtual assistants, your your speech, um, and that isn't really like a high bandwidth data flow. Like you guys, you can't really. It's really hard to communicate really complex ideas through those interfaces. Um, and I think fundamentally, interfaces are as important, if not more important, than the actual systems themselves. Uh, like you can have the most complex software that solves the world problems, but if no one can use it, then what's the point? Um, so I think I'm really excited actually uh, to see kind of how that goes. Um, and if Neuralink ever releases an API, I will be the first one to use it. I guarantee you that. Yeah, for sure. That will be a, a interesting future. You know, it, it's, it's always, it's always an interesting future, which kind of leads me to, to, to my next question, which is like, what do you, when you look at this and all the potential um, and you look out, uh, out into the future, five, 10, 15 mm -hmm. years, what do you see? Um, and you know, what, what direction are you building and what's the big vision for this company? Sure. Yeah. Um, so there was a, this might, this is probably definitely before our times. Um, it was in 1960, there's a paper, uh, published by Joseph Licklider, um, that was called man computer symbiosis. Uh, this was probably my favorite paper, like literally ever at all times. It was amazing. Um, and it kind of just like foreshadowed this future where, um, humans and machines are working together kind of as this one unit um, to do more than the sum of their parts, essentially. Um, so I think what I'm, what really I'm kind of trying to work towards, at least for the vision of Operand is kind of creating this symbiosis with machines where you're able to actually offload a lot of the kind of the routine technical tasks, the technical thinking um, of your day-to-day -day work to your assistant. So you could focus on, um, the things that kind of the core decisions, the things that humans are good at making intelligent, ethical decisions. And the kind of the analogy I give here is you basically, you want to empower, you basically want to empower users, but also then make them the captain of their own ship. You want to be Jean-Luc Picard on the, on the enterprise. You want to sit in the captain's chair and make the really hard decisions about what you want to build, what you want to work on, what you want to dedicate your life to. Um, but you, you don't want to be running around the enterprise, like pushing all the buttons and writing, like aiming the guns or whatever, like 
you don't want to do that. You want to be in the captain's chair. Um, and I think that's a good, a good analogy for kind of what I'm trying to get to is this idea that your assistant can be the, can be the one, do the one, do the things that it's good at. Uh, whereas you can be the one in a captain's chair doing things that you're good at. And as a whole, you kind of become this really productive, really efficient thing. And in order to make that happen, you'll need some help. It, it takes a village to make a startup work. So my question <laughs> to you is how can the forward thinking founders community help? Are you hiring? Are you fundraising? Looking for more users, beta testers? How can we assist? Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, I don't really know much for the community, to be honest. Um, this is kind of my first time talking to you. Just, just anyone listening to the to the. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm thinking basically of definitely hiring, um, but also um, I'll be probably raising a pre-seed round pretty soon. Um, I'm kind of gearing up for that. Uh, once I have an initial product and initial um, pretty solid kind of fundamentals, then I think uh, a raise will be in offers in in, uh, in effect. So obviously I'll be reaching out probably to Matt, Matt I'll definitely reaching out to Matt um, and as well as part of the community as well. So yeah, that's probably my biggest ask is um, as I gear for that. Groovy. And then, and then last question for you, if someone's listening to this and they like the future that you're painting, they like what you're working on, how can they learn more about this? What's your URL? Are you on social media? Do you have an email? How can someone get in touch? Yeah, obviously I would love to uh, hear from people. So um, I'm really public. So feel free to DM me on Twitter. Uh, my handle is more Gallant, M-O-R and my last name. Um, and my email is on there too. My website's on there. Um, so DMs are open. Really love to hear from you and kind of hear from feedback. Um, the actual company itself uh, is operand.ai is the, the URL. Um, and we'll be opening up um, kind of initial users um, pretty soon. Right now it's only kind of friends and family, but um, in the next week or two, it'll be open to public. Cool. That's exciting. Well, it, you know, congrats on the progress so far. And I, you know, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and sharing what you're working on with us. Best of luck making it happen. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.